Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu has met with Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare at the Pacific Islands Forum. President Tsai Ing-wen's re-election campaign is getting underway. And the opposition KMT is hoping to arrange a meeting between party chair Wu Dunyi and business tycoon Terry Guo. But first, today's top story. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu met Friday with Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare at the Pacific Islands Forum. Both the Solomon Islands and the forum's host country, Tuvalu, are diplomatic allies of Taiwan. After the meeting, the foreign ministry said that Taiwan signed a visa waiver agreement for Solomon Islands nationals. The Solomon Islands also signed a similar agreement. The ministry says that Sogavare thanked Taiwan for its many years of assistance to his country. He stated the importance of developing transportation infrastructure in his country, and also asked Taiwan to provide assistance when necessary for regional stability. President Tsai Ing-wen's re-election campaign is getting underway. Her Democratic Progressive Party has begun consolidating its campaign assets to focus on next year's election, and pro-Tsai organizations are mobilizing across Taiwan. Meanwhile, Tsai herself has asked her backers to help combat fake news in the run-up to the election and to spread the word about the accomplishments of her first term. Spokesperson for the Tsai re-election campaign office, Ran Xiaoxiong, says that his headquarters is at work on a word-of-mouth campaign. We will be holding many news events to spread information. We will also work with various local pro-Tsai organizations to help circulate word about her achievements over the past three years. We're still in the planning stages and we have a team dedicated to the planning process. We will most likely use themed events through online platforms coupled with press conferences as our main method. For example, we may hold a renewable energy industry event to highlight Tsai's green energy initiatives. Again, that was Tsai campaign spokesperson Ran Xiaoxiong. The opposition KMT is hoping to arrange a meeting between party chair Wu Dunyi and business tycoon Terry Guo. That's the word from Guo's aide, Amanda Liu. Liu says that vice chairman of the KMT, Haolong Bin, met with Guo on Thursday to arrange a possible conference with Wu. Guo has largely kept out of the public eye after losing the KMT primary to Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu last month. However, there have been rumors that he might re-enter the presidential race, perhaps joining forces with Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe, and the KMT is hoping to keep the party together. There are also rumors that Guo may collaborate with former legislative speaker Wang Jinping, who also lost in the same KMT primary. Some hope the two will manage to take Han Guoyu's place as the KMT's candidate. However, Guo's aide says the ultimate decision is not in Guo's hands. Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe says his recent decision to found a political party is not a prelude to a presidential run, as some have claimed. In an interview broadcast Friday, Ke said his hope is not to win the presidency in next year's elections, but instead to see his new party win seats in the legislature. The formerly independent Ke said that his decision to found a party would hurt his chances of winning a presidential race in any case, as it would limit his space for political maneuvering. He also said he should show good faith. Ke won re-election as Taipei mayor last year, and he said he should not go chasing after the presidency just one year into his new term. 
There has been speculation that Ke could team up with business tycoon Terry Guo or KMT heavyweight Wang Jinping. Both Guo and Wang lost the recent KMT presidential primary, but both are still seen as possible candidates in the 2020 election. Ke said that both have approached him about working together. He said that Wang Jinping asked to join forces in an indirect manner, while Guo was explicit, offering the vice presidency and even the post of premier. Ke says he has turned both Wang and Guo down. The Washington Post reports that the Trump administration intends to move forward with a planned sale of F-16V fighters to Taiwan. According to the report, the administration intends to submit the planned sale for review in the U.S. Congress. The report says the deal is moving forward as the U.S. and China work to resolve their ongoing trade disputes. If approved, it would be the biggest and most important sale of U.S. arms to Taiwan in many years. Skeptical members of the U.S. Congress have said that the Trump administration might try to use the jets as a bargaining chip to resolve the trade war with Beijing. The U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee will both review the package. The report says they are not expected to raise any objections. The Taipei Aerospace and Defense Technology Exhibition kicked off on Thursday. The biennial trade convention showcases advances in military technology. Among this year's highlights is a Taiwan-developed anti-radiation missile that's going on public display for the first time. The Tengyun attack drone was developed by the National Zhongshan Institute of Science and Technology with costs that reached a whopping 3.45 billion new Taiwan dollars. That's approximately 110 US million dollars. The drone is now on display at the Taipei Aerospace and Defense Technology Exhibition. Head of the Institute's Aerospace Department Qi Liping says that the newer drone models generate much more propulsion than previous systems. The Tengyun drone can now also be outfitted with missiles. However, the prime attraction at this year's defense exhibition is the truck-mounted Jianxiang anti-radiation drone. These mobile, unmanned vehicles are easy to dispatch and hone in on sources of radiation to take out large surface targets like aircraft carriers or communication relays. Qi says that as long as a target generates any kind of radiation, the drones can take it out. Also on display is the newest iteration of the Clouded Leopard M2. Leslie Liao, RTI News. Taiwan is in the midst of Ghost Month, a time of year when it's said the doors to the underworld open and spirits roam the earth. On the 15th day of Ghost Month, people hold a ceremony and make offerings of food to the spirits. While many of these ceremonies are small affairs, some can be quite elaborate. Some are traditional, and others show changing attitudes in Taiwanese society. The annual Ghost Month ceremony in Beigang, Yunlin County, is a wild event, filled with hordes of people scrambling to snatch as much fruit as they can. All this fruit is first offered to the spirits, said to roam the earth this time of year. Once the spirits have had their fill, it's a free-for-all. People take home whatever they can grab. Some walk away with bags filled with these food offerings, while others leave empty-handed because they can't even get close to the offering pile. But traditional events like these aren't the only kinds of events being held to mark Ghost Month in Taiwan today. In neighboring Nantou County, a new kind of Ghost Month ceremony is being held. The people behind this ceremony are veterinarians from the Wildlife Rescue and Research Center. They say that people should pray for the peace and safety of animal spirits as well as human ones. In place of the usual food offerings, they lay out offerings of animal feed instead. Shirley Lin, RTI News. A type of fish associated with earthquakes in traditional lore has been appearing off the coast of southeast Taiwan. 
Could the next big one be on the way? The giant oarfish is a deep-sea fish that rarely approaches the coast. People in Taiwan, even fishermen, prefer it that way. That's because in Taiwan, these fish are perhaps better known by another name, earthquake fish. Folklore holds that when these fish are found near shore, an earthquake is on the way. Since July 22nd, fishermen in the southeastern county of Taidong have caught three. At just four meters long, the most recent catch isn't the biggest, but it is the heaviest, weighing in at nearly 30 kilograms. There is, of course, no scientific link between giant oarfish sightings and earthquakes, but Taidong County fishermen are erring on the side of caution. They say it's important to be prepared. Earthquakes can strike Taiwan at any time. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.